my name is Alaska, and I'm very excited to be here with my dear friend, Jeremy. Hello, Hi. everyone. I'm Jeremy. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. Hallelujah. We're really excited because we have a new musical project coming out, and uh, it is called Amethyst, Amethyst Journey. Journey. This is a new album, and it's coming out for pre-sale on iTunes, August 10th. Yes. And then... The complete album will be available on iTunes August 17th. Yes. I'm really excited to share this music with the world. It's going to be absolutely magnificent. Stunning. Stat. <laughs> Forever. Dog. Race Chaser. Hello, hello, hello. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> Welcome to Race Chaser, the podcast that is dedicated to the discussion and dissection and dissemination of every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, starting from the very beginning. The beginning. Beginning, beginning. <laughs> My name's Alaska. What's yours? I'm Willem. And we have a very, 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 very special guest. Yeah! Hi! It's Angina. Angina in the house. How are you? I'm so good. Hi. 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 Still waiting for my check. Okay. But I'm really good. And I'm so excited to be here. Um, I didn't realize that we were dissecting all the way from the beginning. So I'm happy to be here to spill the tea. Girl. This is the beginning of episode four. <laughs> and you're our first guest. Yeah. I am? Uh-huh. I mean, unless we retroactively somehow... You yeah. couldn't get glass cock, soda mayor. We didn't have the travel budget. You, <laughs> we don't have a liquor I was, the, the joke yeah. about me is <laughs> there's like a thing on Reddit where they joke about me just like standing ready at any given place or moment so yeah. that if a queen calls out, I'm at Mickey's, I'm at the Abbey. And that's what people think I work so much is because I'm just like readily available hanging out at the club ready and painted <laughs> and so when you guys called me today i was just next door you were and ready and painted. i was like coming over ready right now full painted full beat where is rebecca glasscock um i believe that she's currently selling um cosmetic at a oh, bloomingdale's fierce. oh fierce. yeah so hmm. she is now a retail queen which is what i used to be yeah. I love so. a gift with purchase. Hey, you know what? When you get 401k and Girl. benefits insurance and you can get free skincare, I'm all super down. Girl, give me the Mama. gifts. Give me all the gifts. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Give me your gifts. Oh, your gifts. Oh, gifts. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I want to get into this episode and I'm so glad that you're here with us to give us sort of the behind the it's like the a, a mysterious the bts of season one it's very unknown we thought that yeah. you guys filmed on a ship in well, the long beach off. harbor <laughs> no we, <laughs> and then we heard it was the world of wonder basement yes that's why you were was. on the ship we had half a garage somewhere in north hollywood no it was an actual studio it's just now 
I think the studio they rent the whole thing. Where I think for us they rented a quarter of the studio. And were you and blindfolded they, to get there? Yeah, we basically <laughs> hopped in the van and was blindfolded and didn't know where we were going until they unblindfolded me and then it was at the Ramada. R- Ramada. How were do you say? Were that? you really blindfolded? No, were not you, really. Oh my gosh! Because yeah. I was like, damn. But it was like a kind of weird like situation where they're like, meet me at the parking lot of Ralph's on the corner of. So and so with, with all your drag. drag, yeah. Like no, I mean somebody took me there, mm-hmm. and I met. You know, you had to meet them on location. Yeah, and I was like, you can't pick me up. Oh, I made them pick me up. I told them I wasn't gonna be ready. I won't be there if they want me on this show. You're picking me up at my house because I had five fifty-gallon tubs. Oh my god! And they brought the car. And I was like, so you're going to need another car, baby. How many gallon tubs did you have? They said you could bring five five pieces of luggage. So I brought five 50-gallon tubs. I'm, I'm such a, um, a rule follower that when the contract <laughs> said two carry-ons and two um, check-in luggages, <gasps> I had two carry-ons and two check-in luggages. Wow. And you were coming from L.A., so or, or you were in right. L.A. I was in L.A. already. So you probably could have brought... A little bit more. But what about all your wit? Oh, oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh I couldn't afford them at the time, so I just decided, you know what, I'm never gonna afford them at all. Now, did they make did they make you uh, bunk up and and roommate together? In no, the hotel? we had we had our own rooms. It was um, and then we had the the phones were taken out, obviously, and then mm-hmm. um, we were supposed to stay there. But I remember people sneaking out of their rooms and hanging out in the pool area. That's disgusting. Right. I know, such rule-breaking. That's what um, the game is about. It was laissez-faire in the earlier seasons. It yeah. was, and it was like, you know, when we got hungry, we would just, like, open the door, and there would be a PA floating around, and be like, hey, you, <laughs> can I get some tacos? <laughs> and then they're like, no, just come down here and get some. And we're like, okay. So it was kind of like... Flazeda. Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> yeah. For this show, it definitely is the word. Um, did, did you audition? Were you approached? How did that happen? Okay. So um, the whole casting process was actually really crazy because um, I had just moved to Los Angeles from New York City, and I'd been here probably like a good six months. Yeah. And, um, six months to a year. And I actually, when I moved here, stopped performing because I was technically not a drag queen performer. I was kind of like a party kid, kid boy arts, in drag. Yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff. Like, whatever. I worked at Lucky Chang's in New York, so that was kind of like my tea. I hosted karaoke. Um, anyway, and then I started performing at Mustache Mondays and other parties downtown. La Cita, and then, that's where I saw you the first yeah. time. You were doing uh, Halo by Beyonce on Christmas Eve. Oh my Eve, God. And, and I was... There were logo cameras there and I knew that the season had filmed. I was like, oh, she must have won. They're following her. It was like crazy because <laughs> you I were was... in, You were insanely good. You made me believe in lip syncing, honestly. Oh, because thank you. Before that, I was like, uh, girls lip syncing, whatever. But the number was you were you had a, a hipster Jesus and he was hot. I did. And then you were mourning his death. And then by the end, you were riding him and you took was, his crown and yeah. you were fierce. And yeah. I was like... Who, she won. She must I can't, have won. I just got this one. I can't believe you remember Honey, that. I remember it's, that it's whole very performance. for me. People were like, you can't do that performance. But I dressed up as the Virgin Mary. It was great. And I yeah. had my Jesus as he was dying, like let, like he was taken down from the cross, dying mm-hmm. in my arms. Like Pieta. Uh, yeah, exactly. Totally. And then, um, and then at the end of it, as the song starts to rise in beat, I started to just turn around and have sex with this Jesus Christ, great. and it was crazy. I remember oh, her, and that oh. number, and then your uh, I Will Always Love You number. Like, those are the two that made oh, me think, oh. lip syncing is cool, and okay, you know? So, but because of that, they sent out, the casting director, they sent out, like, these little minions out in Los Angeles to follow different drag queens. I'm not sure if... 
you had the same? Yeah, they yeah. tracked me down. Exactly. Downtown. So they would track you down, and then they would, like, this lady came up to me, and she's like, hey, we're doing this new TV show. It's about drag queens. And I was like, not interested. And then I walked away. <laughs> and then she followed me for about, like, a good week and a half until the, until the Monday before the thing was due. Because it was due on a Tuesday. And then finally, she caught me at Mustache Mondays on a Monday, two weeks later. And she's like, Anjana, we just, we love the way that you perform. We love your look. It's very different, blah, blah, blah. Can you just please send a video? And I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. So the next day, I called my friend. Because at the time, you were supposed to film a video with your assistant that you were going to bring on set with you. Yeah. Kind of like your partner person. Who was yours? Um, his name is um, Jose Rodriguez. Oh, Hologram City. Yeah. Jose. He did a pop-up shop here, actually. Yeah. yeah. So he's incredible. And he right. was going to be my person. And then so we filmed it that night. That's when I ate the hot dog and everything. And then... Um, what is the... What? what? Ate the hot so, dog. Um, so... In, in my audition tape that because okay basically the audition tape needed to be 10 minutes right they're like no, t no longer than 10 minutes but because it was the day before it was due I filmed like an hour and a half worth and I just gave them the entire tape and I go take whatever you want from it and That's edit it damn. just because I couldn't edit it right so part of that is where I after the club at like 2.30 there was a lady selling bacon wrapped hot dogs street meat I love it street meat which I love and so I got some and I ate it in drag and then as I was chewing it full like my mouthful of food i was like still a shiro bitch and i don't know if you've ever seen that i was what? like was i said i'm a still, still a size, size zero, zero bitch <laughs> in like this full drag regalia but so um, you were the first body shamer on drag exactly Race. not michelle exactly cool. and so i sent that in and then you know two weeks later they called me for an in-studio interview and then two weeks later i got this little note card that says hanging hang on to your tucking panties we're you know we're we're really close and I was like, ah, nothing's going to happen. And then I had to do the psych evaluation, the drug test, like all that stuff. And then finally it got to them calling me while I was at work. Um, Cause you know, at the time I still was working. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, we have a couple more questions. We're going to put you in speaker. And I think there was like more than two people in the room, but obviously only two people were speaking. Yeah. And then they asked me a couple more questions and I was like, yeah, this, no, that. And then finally, they were like, all right, well, that's it. Hold hold one second. And then they unmuted it. And like, we would love for you to be. And I was like, ah. So it was really. So that was my entire process. Nice. How long was the shooting process of season I wanna, one? I Three wanna, days, right? <laughs> oh, my God. I want to say. You're not far off. I want to say it was like 21 days. That makes or sense. Or 27 days. I think I was there. So it's almost a month. It was like a little over three weeks, and that was it. I okay. And I think from from the beginning to BB winning, it was at least like maybe twenty five days. And I think sense. from me to going home, I think it was like seventeen days or less than that. Did you have to take off work from your job? I did. I did, and I like I, such a you know, like I said, I'm not a rule breaker, so I was like, I'm sorry. Why do you look at me when you say that? Well, because. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, um, I have a family emergency. I need, <laughs> I need to take personal leave. Mm -hmm. And then so they let me. And um, and yeah. And then I came back and I was like, family's good. I'm back to work. Because <laughs> it's like you didn't have to really do anything after you got eliminated on our season. You mm -hmm. could just go on with your life. And so I did. Right. You didn't have to uh, do the promo shoot like Porkchop did. The promo shoot's usually done the episode after uh, the first episode. 
I think they've changed that now. I know All Stars uh, three. They all came out after everything was filmed and did the whole promo shoot. Right. Yeah. Because Thorgy was up in my attic looking for gold outfits. She's like, they wouldn't let me wear my outfit. They said it wasn't gold enough. I was like, what are they gonna do, girl? Not let you win? Right. Or just wear it. Fuck them, you know. And uh, you know, she still like played by the rules a little bit, and they gave her a lovely little lavon dress. Is that how you say it, lavon? Oh, lanvon. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, that. That one. Yeah, so. Let's get into this episode. Let's break first. Well, let's take a quick break and then we're going to get into this. um, Yeah, Mm so. Okay. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also, you're going to want to discover the 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. The Factor meals were so great. I love that they came in a recyclable container and with very little waste. And the food, delicious. My... Taste buds had a party. Exactly. Really good. Really easy to make. Loved it. Not a lot of cleanup because Factor Meals eliminates the hassle of the prepping, the cooking, and cleaning up. Simply heat and savor the good stuff, and you can customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. And then pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factor's ready-to-eat meals so you can get back to doing what you love this spring. And if you're looking for gourmet meals, try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. In fact, we're celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash drag50 drag 50. and use code drag50 drag 50. to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code drag50 at factormeals.com slash Drag 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is still active. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. So the first thing that happens on this episode is you walk into the room and the mirrors are all gone. Mm-hmm. Who broke them? <laughs> Chanel's face. Oh, man. I'm just kidding. Damn, cracked. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we walked in and I mean, it 
it wasn't a big deal for me because it looked like I hadn't been using a mirror anyway. Oh, <laughs> so come now. I just really love this Vaseline filter because when you watch it now, it's like I'm really thankful for it. I mean, I know this was for Rue, but for me, because I barely knew how to apply makeup at the time. Well, you don't need no. it also. Oh, well, thank you. Um, yeah. But no, seriously, I didn't know how to apply the level of makeup they expected at that time because the level of makeup I was delivering was just completely different from like the essence of what it was about. Yeah. yeah. But I was happy with my makeup, even though, you know, I had like two sets of eyebrows, which is my signature because <laughs> what, the mini challenge was that we had to paint other queens like we were paired up and we had to paint each other and chanel painted me lovely because obviously she's she's, M- she's mua hashtag mm-hmm. and she's amazing MUA. yeah and she really is one of the few that really took the time to like help me i think she saw um my my abilities <laughs> and yeah. was like i'm gonna help you so anyway she she painted me lovely and then um it was great and then i painted her and i painted her with two sets of eyebrows oh she must have been blocked <laughs> well she was she didn't quite understand why it was so awful wow but um, it's hard though like navigating someone else's face is not it is. it's I never had, easy i had to do it on my season but i won Oh, I, yeah? I said, we're just going to put blue paint all over you, Laqueer. Trust me. And we won. It's, it's the I think pack. it's like the, like you, I know my bone structures and I know where I want to like contour my face and sink yeah. in my face and elevate my eyebrows. Like I know all that. Yeah. I wouldn't know that for yours or yours. So I couldn't be a makeup artist for right. someone else's, but for myself. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Chanel was good enough that they used her on Drag U for a bunch of seasons. So, I mean, you know. Uh, all, all respect to her. Yeah, she was the regional Chanel makeup artist training manager before Drag Race. Really? Yeah, she really was. Wow. Does she still do makeup or is she? No, just she's a, just a showgirl. I remember um, when Derek Barry started doing drag. Uh, I think this was after he was dating her, um, but she said, "You'll never be me." <laughs> Quote. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Who knew that Derek and Chanel dated? You will never be me. Never be me. Wow. So who looked Boo Boo the Fool in this challenge and who looked really good? Okay, so Boo Boo the Fool was definitely Chanel. Because <laughs> it's 30 minutes as well. It it's was, also like not That's any not even time. enough time to dry your eyebrow. No, Mom. No, but Chanel looked really bad. And, um, and Rebecca looked really bad. And Rebecca thought that um, BB <laughs> did it on purpose. On, on purpose. purpose? Well... No, I don't. Look, she has a level of, but I mean, it's regional. I think it's girl makeup. I mean, Jade looks beautiful. I think Jade. I think Nina did a really good job on Jade's face. Jade yeah. has a really I think easy she face won. to paint. Yeah. Oh, but uh, actually, I'm confused because I think she won that mini challenge, but but then. But she won by painting Nina, and I didn't think that Nina looked as good as... Um, Chanel don't look like she got no makeup on. <laughs> wow, you didn't do her... Wow. Wow. And I am... I My signature cheek is that to just put... Ultra blush. Like, ultra blush all the yeah. way to, like, the back of my ears. Yeah. And... <laughs> Chanel looks displeased. Wow. She was Slightly very plucked. disappointed. <laughs> And I wasn't doing it on purpose. I was like, I didn't have time to glue anyone's eyebrows down. So I there just, wasn't, they were no light enough. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to draw one up above to like elevate her brow line. Mm-hmm. But 
on TV, even wow. though it wasn't HD. Yeah. You can see. There's definitely two there. Now, Girl. Chanel claims that she should have won the challenge. It's very well, Milk, All-Stars 3. Absolutely. And um, to her defense, I mean, she's very um, confident in her abilities and her drag. Yeah. And she should have won every challenge in my season. And there were some that I completely agree with. And there were some where I'm just like, girl, sit down. <laughs> uh, Jade uh, actually won this one for doing the quick makeup on Nina, which yeah. I think is kind of weird because Nina looks fine. But like, I thought you looked better. I think Chanel should have like, this is one of those instances where I think Chanel should have taken the mini challenge prize because I think this is the best I've ever looked at that time. Yeah, you look beautiful. Though, what is the prize of this mini challenge? Do you remember? I don't... Um, yes, you get um, an extra, extra five extra minutes on the, yeah. on oh, the Viva Glam. Okay, so that's, actually, challenge, that's yeah. actually a good prize. It kind of is. Though sometimes mini challenges are bad to win because the, if you get to pick the team, which is usually the prize, right. then... It's any up. problem is well you had you had an advantage you yeah. had five extra minutes and yeah. you still didn't do and you good. still fucked up luckily that didn't happen with me when i had my group on episode two because i right. killed that bitch and Girl, I, won. You did. I just basically the whole idea for that episode i know we're not talking about that but that idea is just like i'm i've managed so many people in my retail career as a manager managing like 50 people yeah maybe less like five so I just basically took that approach and managed the three people that were in my team. Yeah. Because yeah. they needed management. And people yeah. want to listen to you because you're likable. You oh, know? thanks. I think. Yeah. I, I would listen to you. I, know. I think I'm in the verge of um, breaking, though, <laughs> at this point. I'm not going to be the nice queen anymore. I'm just kidding. I'm always going to be the nice queen. <laughs> oh, my God. I would love that. Just on if I just China. Broke. Oh, my God. I have to work with Angina. She's a monster. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my god. She made me play her mix off her phone. <laughs> um, I think the the edit is starting to reveal by this episode everyone's true feelings about Rebecca, which is um, tolerable at this point. At this point, people, us as um, contestants, I think we were just kind of like sick of like the games she was playing mm -hmm. and the emotions she was trying to deliver to kind of manipulate the situation to favor her. And I just didn't find a lot of genuine um, interactions with her. Yeah. I felt like everything was calculated to a point where it's like, or, you know, it's like calculated to a point where she, she did it to, to benefit her. And, yeah. and it could also be me not giving her the benefit of doubt, but I just like, it was a competition. I was having a good time and I was, you know, I, at that time I really didn't have my, my eye on the prize, but I was determined to at least get to like where I needed to go for the next following episode. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't really like trying to focus on what she was trying to control, but I just like, I was like super over it. Now, did you guys like my season? We got to hang out like after hours in the hotel. It was much more lax. Did you guys hang out? Yeah, a little. Oh, I was yeah, she included a bit. in those. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Wow. So she was just a different person on set and playing. No, I think I think her um also her um like shyness maybe could because mm -hmm. I she was really shy outside of the camera and then like when the cameras was she wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like. Jekyll and Hyde. Reality TV. What can you do? Damn. So. Um, RuPaul does say at this point something about Linda Evangelista, which I think is foreshadowing to Valentina, who she had in a garage in North Hollywood. At the time. She did? I didn't remember. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. So that's all my notes. 
um, when when they gave you the Viva Glam challenge, did you know immediately what you were going to do because of your limited amount of time? No, so um, hey, I want to know why you had to leave the set. A very illicit. I hate you. Miley. So um, basically, this was um, if you. If people actually are that in tuned into the details of every single episode of Repulse Drag Race ever, just you talk would... to Alaska then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you would you would find that my um, cutbacks are they called cutbacks? You're the cutaways. one on TV. Cutaways. Cutaways were the same. It was me in that mirror in that <laughs> pink robe, putting on lipstick, and I think they showed it like four times um, because I had to leave set to go to court. <gasps> For what? Do you that day? No, oh. um, I've never <laughs> battery. I've never, <laughs> I have never, never said what it was for, and I'm not gonna say it now. Ten years oh. later, the secret's still kept within. Just tell us. No, fuck off. No, I'm not gonna say us. <laughs> if you are curious, you will remain curious. Exactly. Can you tell us if you're on All Stars Four. I will. Um, so you left this episode to go film All Stars Four. That I- is- <laughs> Insider secret. Oh my god. Did you um, know before you started filming that you would have to leave? Yes, yeah, so oh. basically when I got when I got um when I got asked to be on the show, I told them two very important things. The producers that I was directly speaking to, there's only two people. Mm-hmm. And obviously I'm I'm sure that information was shared with everyone Chanel else. Perillo. But um so, <laughs> she was no, an board, no yeah. actual like executive producer. But basically one was that I had a court date at this date. And they mm-hmm. were actually really nice. They were like, we're going to try and make that like a, a dark day so that you can go. Maybe we could. Because we had breaks in yeah. between. We didn't film every single day. We, we did two two episodes. Yeah, and then two, right. Yeah, exactly. So they were trying. To, and then it just didn't happen with everyone else's schedule. So what they did was they let me film the mini challenge. And then they took me out, escorted me to court. And then a couple of hours later, I came back. And then I had 20 minutes to do my commercial. What did you wear to court, though? A thing on did your you head? Did you not see heels? my per- No, but did you? I was um, wearing white skinny jeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, a purple stripe button down, a black blazer. You a can loofah see dress. It. <laughs> I brought my loofah dress because I wanted to win my case. Yeah. So. The bailiff loved it. And I did. I won the it. The bailiff. girl. So anyway, I had 20 minutes to do this commercial, and um, it was really stressful wow. and really overwhelming. But um, Because of the time or because, because of, of the time. matter? And so uh, because of that, I actually didn't know up until I returned what kind of message I was going to deliver until I started talking to some of the queens. Because you didn't so know what... if you'd be in jail or not. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I had different worries sure. yeah. that, that morning. And then, so when I came back, they were all talking about, like, what they're going to do, what they're going to do. And they're like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to do a celebration of life. And I yeah. think that stemmed from the second information that I gave the producers is that I'm HIV positive, and, mm-hmm. but I didn't want it to be on TV or talked about. And um, because my parents didn't know at the time. Right. And I honestly didn't want to talk about it until, you know, I was le- like ever actually until this crazy episode happened and then I won and then it became a spokesperson for Mac Viva Glam and how, and, and how that hit so close to home for me. Yeah. And then, so basically at the end, you'll see that, um, the emotions just kind of took over me yeah. and I just kind of, it just naturally came out. So it became like my coming out story. Yeah. And I did it purely because I was super, super, super overwhelmed with the fact that I had just won something so incredibly close to me and how 
and how that was so important to me. So I wanted to share shared with the judges um why i was so super emotional about it and yeah. um and it just came out i think so. it's the best moment of season one for sure thank it's you better than the the crown it's um it's a it's honestly a watershed moment for all of reality tv and yeah. um it still should be looked and it uh, i don't know if it should be included on a shocking list of reality tv moments but it's you know because shocking has like a way of just thinking like oh my god without <gasps> yeah. without the actual gravitas of it being worthy of it but like it was you know like i wouldn't put my elimination in the category of that kind of thing because that is it's meaningful you know it's right. not fake there's something behind it yeah so, and I it's, loved it. It, it i loved it i, lo- I loved it <laughs> thank you you're doing great sweetie thank you yeah. Definitely the authenticity of that moment shines through. And I think it's the first season. We don't know what this show is or where it's going to go or what it's going to become. So it's like, it it was extremely authentic. And I think that's why it's still like, we're still... Resonates, yeah. It's still resonating. And you know, there's always going to be backlash in anything that you do on television because it's reality TV. So I think a lot of people feel like you're becoming best friends with these people that you're watching on TV and that you know them so personally. Yeah. Excuse me. That you know them so personally. And you guys know this. I mean, obviously. But um, two things happens from that. And the one thing is that it 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 receives such a positive... No pun intended. But don't bump. A positive, like, um, uh, moment for a lot of um, HIV-positive people. Yeah. And because of that... People get to share their stories with me, which I'm super humbled to hear because I, you know, I share the same with them. And I think that uh, when they share it with me, it just puts me in a place where I feel like me coming out to my parents was eventually is the right thing and was the right thing to do. And I think that's part of why I wanted, I, I, I want, not wanted, but I think that's part of why this moment on this episode was so important because it like helped me kind of take this weight off of my shoulders and yeah. and remove the fear of being HIV positive and then being able to be open about it and then finally telling like your super minority parents that like not only are you gay and you dress up as a woman for work and the third thing is I'm HIV positive uh-huh. so there's a lot of like what I thought would be disappointment from them and that's mm-hmm. the last thing that I wanted for them to feel so um so that that's why it was like and you know that's one of the things that came out that was really good from that episode and then the second thing during the run of that season a lot of people were 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 saying how calculated that was so that i would be more famous oh wow and it's like no no it really not exactly it really didn't happen that way like if you were really there like i i was like super adamant about not talking about it it's just like you know on the list they said oh what medications are you taking what is it for and so i had to put like my regimen at the time and so um and uh, literally i i hadn't even think about my status up until the very last beat of that episode because of what had happened yeah you know what i mean so for the people that are denying the fact that that was authentic you can all fucking shove a dildo up your ass sorry what happened with this (laughs) twitter thing though oh okay so so we're talking about season one and um so basically (laughs) Somebody. Was um, this recent? It was of? recent, actually. It was like a few weeks ago, and okay. um, basically, this person was like, "You probably see a lot of porn on my Twitter right now, but hold on, let me pull it up." Um, so basically, somebody was like, 
um, posted Billboard posted the shocking moments of like you know shocking moments. I remember Drag Race. I was on and it. you were on there. Yeah, you I was, know, I was, I was really like, for I, what? Number two. <laughs> yeah. Oh. She was like boo hoo hooing mm. on her GIF. Is it called a GIF? GIF. Um, What's the moving picture? GIF, GIF or GIF? GIF. What? Anyway, so this person was like, one of my fans was like, how about when Anjana bravely told the world she's HIV positive? Yeah. Which is, you know, like, I, I sometimes, that kind of like put me in this emotional feeling because I've been in my feelings a lot lately. But um, it basically kind of uh, triggered something for me where I feel that season one is never going to get the recognition that it truly deserves because... A lot of people watched this the show from starting with season three or even season two, mm-hmm. and um, even for the longest time, season one was forgotten or lost or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Um, there was even you know an article that I read where they didn't really believe so much in season one, and I'll read it. But basically, I was just like, I'll just read it because I don't remember what I said because again, I was in my feelings. But I was like, because season one will never get the recognition it truly deserves. I don't say this from my coming out story. I say this because it's true. Diehard fans since day one knows, but most of these lists are compiled by people people who believe and watch season RuPaul's Drag Race starting with season three. And I said, also because the show's relevance has been lost since the season is or was. It's not available on iTunes for twenty dollars. <laughs> for fourteen ninety nine, <laughs> but most new fans won't watch it because of its quality, the Vaseline lens, the budget, or whatever reason. But I encourage everyone to. We just had as much C U N T. Yeah, charisma, yeah. unique, nerve, and talent. Yeah. And lastly, lists like this and others are purely one dimensional from the author's point of view only, and no one else's. So it totally makes sense. I think the list it just ranking us and vote for who you like. All the oh, the, the little after mm. competitions. It's like. You know, I'm I'm grateful my name's in your mouth and stuff, but like, stop! It's being divisive amongst us. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't need lists. What we do need is a break, though, for our sponsors. See you in a minute. Out of all the seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race, there's one contestant who stands out as an icon above all the rest, and that, of course, is Tammy Brown. Brown. Yes. So this is a segment we like to call Um well what was your what was your overall um experience doing season 1 of RuPaul's Drag Race? Well, it was a pain in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to take I off mean, work? Literally it was a pain in the ass. I mean, it was so it, it was a pain in the ass and I I was nervous too when I got out of there cuz oh, what are they going to paint me as, you know? Like because, you know, it's in their hands to do do with us however they want. So, yeah. luckily, of course, I came out a, an underdog, which was fine. But it was a pain in my ass, you know, how they put us in quarantine and they give us that psychoanalysis test, whatever they do with us with the 500 questions. <laughs> and then they they don't give us the food craft services, you know. And that Girl, I'm right there with you. I was like, really? So, you know, and I get angry, too, when I, I see, like, people getting mistreated i kind of like gangbusters i'll jump on the bandwagon and get out my dukes so to speak yeah but it was a pain in the butt i wish that there was more recognition for season one i mean you all are much more lucky because later seasons i mean i was on all stars number one again too but i mean 
but still again that was we're cheated in a sense yeah i i agree with you on being cheated on all stars because i know they had um they had room for 10 girls but they only had the budget to produce six episodes so making teams was the only way that they could afford to do the first all-stars and it kind of did a disservice to all you girls you know correct, correct. yeah i i wish it would have been separate because i would have loved to see what you did on that you know would have been easier yeah right girl <laughs> Tell me And we have returned. Mm. I want to talk about this uh, main challenge. Okay. Because I like this main challenge, this format, because it's kind of real world. It's something that RuPaul would actually have done in her career. Yeah. In, in my season, when she told us that we were doing stuff that we have done, it's like, we did you dress up as a dog, do a poli-side <laughs> debate, and then do a pregnancy challenge? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, girl. Like, I feel like your season was really rooted in stuff that Rue would have done. I think there's yeah. a lot more authenticity in my season based off of the fact that it was the first one. And yeah. there's not a lot of um, what maybe we could say gimmicks and or produced, produced um, content. Yeah. Um, because I think we we didn't know what we were supposed to do. So we were, j I was just there as myself. Which is having clear a good time. by yeah. Chanel's performance in the main challenge this week. She had no clue what she was supposed to do. <laughs> at all. She was doing a Ted talk on, in a bus driver wig. She, bus looked, she looked like a stenographer in a courtroom. I don't know what a stenographer is. Was she the is, stenographer is the at, like a at your court date? Ah. Oh, that's the stegosaurus. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> she went with you. Um, and, well, I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, authenticity, I think one of the things that they said about season one is that Rue wanted to book queens that represented her in her past drag career. Mm -hmm. And I think you you oh. can kind of see the, ele like, the, the elevate, like, not elevation, what is the word? Anyway, I'm losing it. But from the evolution. My, evolution. Thank you. She from has my, phases in her there. career. Yeah. So that is supposed to represent each one of us while well, she had a club kid days this yeah. day a mm. rock and roll days and she had like a fishy like mm. moment in her career yeah. up until like glamazon and it yeah you know what i mean yeah. so yeah. that's wow. that's been said of my season that i find to be true and i that's why i say there's an authenticity yeah. to it as well Totally. Um, did you think that you were going to win the challenge based off your performance i didn't i actually thought that bb was going to win she took it from she took it from a very um, personal, um, straight from, you know, like the, the heart, yeah. from yeah. the motherland. And it resonated really, really well when, when you actually watch it. It, it looked really good and it, the message was really um, strong and powerful. Yeah. And I thought that she was going to win because of um, just the message that it, it, it was trying to convey. On her part. Yeah, but, and she's and, from Africa, and she's wearing African yeah, garb. It was really powerful to Africa. watch. Totally. AIDS is, AIDS is, like, a huge thing in Africa. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I think that um, Jade was the original Busy Queen. She goes from photo shoots <laughs> to gigs. <laughs> busy spinning. drag queen. Busy drag queen. Busy drag queen. So booked. Uh, I uh, want to talk about your, uh, your experience. Okay. And the first thing you say when you walk in is what? What do you say? What do I say? Hi. Hi. So I never said that I originated oh, I the hi. But thank you. 
Um, but uh, I think just from hanging out with the LA queens, I think a lot of us like said hi to each other. But <laughs> but yes, I was the first to say it on Drag Race on episode four, season one, about. 18 minutes and 31 seconds. Just the time stamp. Check the time stamp, honey. And um, Alaska still owes me money for that. Oh, yeah, girl. I know. Yeah, let's contact the take... accountant and we'll do <laughs> the up Give me PayPal? Uh, uh, yes, $10,000 by PayPal. <laughs> so basically, my approach was, after hearing everyone else's story, a lot of people was ta- taking it to a, like, a deeper emotional level and yeah. i wanted to approach it where life is still celebratory mm-hmm. and um this is when i start to then think my personal story about it and this is when it w- i was you know this is when it finally like came into mind that me being hiv positive even people even people around me didn't know it could bring such a better message when you do it and you approach it in in a celebratory way because AIDS and HIV is not a death sentence anymore. Yeah. It could be a controlled disease. And um, and it's really important for people to not fear, you know, no longer fear what they don't know about it and that, yeah. and that you could continue to live as a glamorous life and a life that you dreamed of even better. doesn't matter if you mm-hmm. have HIV or not. Yeah. And so that's the approach I took. I think anytime um, a, a challenge is looked at from a colorful and excited uh, point of view, like an, you gave it like an Annie Mame aspect, and that's always better to watch and more rewarded, I think, than um, something that has more of a somber tone. What do you want to see on TV? You want to see a celebration, and that's what you gave them. Yeah. Um, Rebecca just fucking psyched herself out on this challenge. She was crying and. It seems like she couldn't keep the storyline straight in her head about what she was going to be doing. Well, I mean, people can't have HIV and AIDS. I think HIV developed into AIDS. Yeah, she did say that, and, that her friend um, had HIV and AIDS. Which and is, I, maybe she was more than one friend. And, or he's got split personalities. Right. Too. And also, BB, you know, said that she didn't know the authenticity of that. And I never want to dismiss anybody who's going through, um, you know, such a rough situation in their life. But um, I don't... Don't talk about her contour like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I, um, you know, her approach to it is much different than mine. And, um, and I was being lost with the details of it. And the details might not be important at this point because it is what it is. But um, it's definitely something that she took to heart and messed with her the entire time that she was filming her. There is commercial. one detail that I have to go over. The hat. The hat? Who's hat? No. Oh, Rebecca's hat? No, I'm no. ignoring that. I'm oh. ignoring that down boots. Uh, <laughs> the detail is... The pit crew is wearing shoes, which doesn't happen usually. And because I hate a shoeless hoe, if I see a go-go boy without shoes, I'm tipping him a twenty to go buy some fucking toms. Because I hate hoes without shoes. I don't need to see your feet on a box. And some of y'all toenails ain't right. So Kenyon was wearing flip flops. That's one of the pit crew boys. And um, I just think it was a watershed moment. I mean, your 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 coming out story was amazing too. But he's got shoes on. <laughs> no. The- <laughs> I love that you noticed. I I I've rewatched this series over and over because you know I just love watching myself on TV. Hello. But I mean, how serious. are you shocked that I noticed the <laughs> anatomical body part of the gorgeous black? I just, how I are you just, shocked? I, of course, I look at the feet so I can see if the dick's gonna be good. Well, here's the thing about those pit crew boys: is I don't think that they. I think they were afraid of me. They wanted to interact yeah. with me at the very least. I think uh, unless I had a big booty. 
mm-hmm. or right. big tits or hair. You didn't even put a wig on. Because they were straight. They, they were straight, right. and yeah. I think they couldn't get into the illusion, but they loved the kasha. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. yeah, they were living wow. for. She don't wear panties. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that Mickey show. Now on the main stage this week, um, you looked gorgeous. Thank you. The, the was assignment wearing... was best drag, right? It was best yeah. drag, much but like episode was, three was yeah. best drag. Yeah. You, did and... they just keep reci- Did they tell you what to bring when you packed, or were yeah, they just, like um, bring your drag? So now there's probably like what thirty five things on the list just so they can like figure Lots. out. Yeah, there's a lot. Um Sometimes. I wouldn't know I haven't been called for all stars yet. But um there's a lot of things on the list. Shade rattle. And- <laughs> hey, we don't we don't go for that Time sort of defamatory talk about uh, the mothership. But um I think we had fifteen things in our list. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wanna I wanna pull it up. I actually have the letter. <gasps> oh, I love that. But it's That's not amazing. it wasn't on an email. They sent it. On an envelope. Oh my god! Nice. I swear. 2008. 2008. Yeah. Oh my god! So there was like 15 things on the list and included cowboy look, best drag, um, black and white. Um, there was like a couple more, wow. but it was really short. And so um, our runway was mostly best drag the entire time. Yeah. I mean, the first episode, obviously, we had to make it. The second episode was a group challenge, so we made it. The yeah. third one was best drag. And then the fourth one, which is what we're talking about, is best drag as well. And I was wearing Balmain and Provence's schooler. I was the first label queen, but I never needed to um, talk about it. Breaking out the best one. By the way, I've been on Boston Public and uh, wearing Versace. Wow. Um, do you, <laughs> this was the actual Dolce Gabbana panty and and trench coat from Sex in the City. Hallelujah. <laughs> they made me talk about it. They prompted me. No, I love it. They knew. They knew. But I was very much moted when everyone was like, she's the first. I'm like, no. No, not no. No, thanks. Prevents a shuler. <laughs> Um, I think that uh, Rebecca walking off stage before her challenge was kind of complete landed her in the bottom two for sure, right? Was she on the bottom two? I don't know. I didn't watch. <laughs> I, have, well, I don't remember. Who was in the bottom two? I think that it was Rebecca Jade and Jade. And Rebecca, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think, yes, you were right. I think that um, her emotions like got the better of her it's emotions taking her over yeah and Caught i think sadness and that moment song. when she walks off stage rupaul is sitting there and rupaul's like so could you just and she literally just grabs her water and walks past yeah, RuPaul. So dramatic. i'm like oh my god like i could you imagine a queen doing that now like yeah. like walk approaching yep. rupaul grabbing Season one the water girls and- had balls remember when tammy was like excuse your language or whatever excuse oh, the your reunion mouth special. Yeah. Oh, Tammy girl. was OG. I love yeah, Tammy. I love Tammy. Yeah. I wouldn't mind being put in a category with Tammy. Um, yeah. Who but was... she walked off because she was in her feelings and yeah. obviously something was going on in her head and she, you know, it affected her negatively. And, um, but yeah, ballsy move to just like interrupt Rue while she girl. was trying to encourage you to do yeah, more girl. and be like, peace. Bitch, legend of the balls. Exactly. Um, do you think Rebecca or um, do you think, sorry. Do you think Jade actually owns a full shirt, or is it all just crop tops? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> all crop tops. You know, Jade. Jade is. Jade, I love Jade. She's very. Um, Me too. She's. She's. Got, she, 
You got the body show it, right? Yeah, exactly. Girl, She's yeah. masculine to a point where it's not super manly. And so I remember, though, in season one, she never wanted to show her arms. And oh. um, it wasn't until like much later in her career when mm-hmm. she finally had the confidence because she thought that it was too manly and wow. too muscular. And um, same. I have right. the same problem. Mm, I don't. I'm a lady. <laughs> <laughs> So ah, come on, top ten. <laughs> I love it. So, but yeah, that's that. I I don't know. I mean, I would I would never I would never leave a room where my boss is trying to encourage me and and just be like goodbye. Yeah. Chanel oh. should have left the room because she thought she was gonna lose. Chanel was really hard to watch because I think she did not grasp quite the challenge. grasp the challenge and understand what yeah. was asked it of her. It felt like she was doing like a, a drug research study for Truvada or something. Like <laughs> right. she was doing market was, research testing or She weird. misunderstood the assignment, plain and simple, because they were like, you have 10 minutes to shoot your thing. So she wrote a 10 minute monologue. monologue. Right. Which was not the assignment. Like, and that's why this is such a real world challenge because it's like when you're on a shoot, you have the studio, you can use whatever you want or as little as you want, and you have this amount of time and you have to get footage that can be cut into the thing. Yeah. And you obviously, you know, nailed it. You did visuals. You also had a strong vocal message. So it was the girls who were like, I'm just, I don't, I'm gonna, I'm talking. I don't, I don't. You know. Well, I think Chanel thought that she was going to be in the bottom for that week. And um, when we were getting ready in the back, she had this, like, purple Prince outfit that said Chanel on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it had, like, sleeves, like, very Prince, like, you know, open and whatever, yeah. cone-like. And, and she was going to come out there, and she knew, like, she was really determined. She's like, I am going to juggle. Like, if it's the last thing I do on this stage, because she hadn't won anything, yeah. it's going to be the thing that I do. So... And then she was like practicing in the back and it was super dramatic because she kept like dropping her pins <gasps> and she couldn't do because it. Because of like, her sleeve? Yeah, because of her sleeve. So she, she's like, I'm going to change. And then she changed to that sexy like latex chained outfit with mm-hmm. her body of God. I mean, she really has the best body. True. And um, at that time. And um, so, and then she, Shade you know, she, she was. Gained weight. Yeah. Oh, no, she oh, was sorry. doing the <laughs> runway and we were all gagged because it's like. Stupid you, human tricks are the best. I do it in my act all the time. I it's just it. incredible. Like, you know, and it's just space. incredible. I'm, I'm seeing it right now as we're playing it on the laptop, but it's like... Yeah, she's she's an incredible performer. She really is. She's a true, true showgirl. Yeah, and she topped Eric Berry. Oh, my God. <laughs> were you intimidated by her? The, like... I was. Oh, my God. So, yes, I'm super... <laughs> and <laughs> until this day, I'm super intimidated by her. She is just... She's a presence. She really is, to me, incredible. Like, I, yeah. I truly, truly love mm-hmm. Chanel and Chanel's drag. And um, when I first walked in to the... Um, like the very first episode and uh-huh. I walked in with like my Prada French bag mm-hmm. and you know like this cute little outfit with my little feather uh-huh. and I was barely painted and um, I saw Chanel and Chanel's ass I saw Nina Flowers uh-huh. and I saw Rebecca Yeah. okay the three best people in season one so um, I walked in and I see Chanel and her ass Nina Flowers oh and her makeup. God. I know. And you Rebecca. <laughs> Take the purse to keep on running. And Rebecca and her Delia's catalog outfit. Uh-huh. Well. Thanks for the reference, Willem. And then, um, <laughs> so basically, I walked in and I was like, 
hi. Like, you can see I'm very somber, like, super nervous. I didn't yeah. know who these girls were. And I and I said it, but didn't ever use it. I was like, are you guys the hosts? Oh, my God. I swear Sweet. to God. Wow. I swear to God. I walked in, shook all their hands, and I was like, looked at them for like five seconds each, and I was like, are you guys the host? Oh I can't my they god! Didn't use that. That oh my god! Amazing. They didn't use That's it, true. but I was super scared, especially of Chanel because she just looked stunning. Yeah, yeah always. Um, on the runway, Rue mentions Jade's package again and says there are still snakes on this motherfucking plane. Um, that would be the first thing that I would notice when I walked in a room. <laughs> Absolutely, um, so you're, I you're such a big <laughs> bottom. I mean, obviously, um, but. The thing about Jade is, is that everyone knows she has a big penis, and she had trouble tucking it in her, like, you know, like, very princessy fantasy in episode three with that gorgeous baby blue cape. But I loved that. I didn't think that it was so bad in her dominatrix look for best drag for um, episode four. Yeah. I think that it was actually kind of hidden. I think sometimes they find uh, uh, maybe, like, a chink in the armor, and then they... I'm sorry, who did you call what, me? <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Didn't mean to. Didn't, I don't mean to goop Jade or anything. But, um, oh my That's God. another thing. Are we allowed to say goop still, or is it now goop? It's goop. It's goop. We say goop now. Okay. Yes. Goop. Um, I don't mean to goop her, but um, I'd love her to goop me. <laughs> get goop. Get her goop all over me. Um, I think on the 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 runway, <laughs> she was. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I don't even know what page I'm The on. dick. I mean, it's it's a story point. Sorry, it, I got distracted. And when you're introducing drag to the world for the first time, part of the thing is, oh, we're looking for the dick. Is it detectable? Is it, you well, know? That's why I had him in my mouth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, that whole process, I've never talked ever until the second episode where Chanel... Where I had to put my balls behind yeah, my body. But yeah. basically, it was like so uncomfortable because Ooh. I my penis was behind my body. Mm-hmm. And oh. I've never had that experience. And then Chanel was like, put your balls, balls up, up here. Up. Balls yeah. up here. Oh my I was God. like, I can't just push them in the back with my penis. It's like, no, balls up here. And so when you see episode two, you can actually see those two balls saying hello to you on Way television. Balls. Just fucking windows yeah. right there. It's barbaric. Oh I, my God. I can't do it. Um, they they tried to do it to me. Yeah, they, we did. Courtney and Willem tried. Do you not talk? She monster mashes. No, I just monster mash and um, it just oh, all like, sort all of flattens. Yeah, yeah. call it the pearl. That's what I do. I did until Chanel was like, "No, we're gonna duct tape you." I'm like, "Oh my God." Yeah. Damn. I'd rather be a court. Do they show a did... girl? Seriously. <laughs> well, did they show your full commercials on the main stage? Did you have to watch them, or were they? Edited? Yeah. Oh no, full. We all had to watch each ten each person. Of each one. Mm-hmm. God damn, that's a lot. No, you had ten minutes. The commercial was two minutes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So they cut them down, and did they re-show them to you on the main stage? Um, we yeah, they just showed us the final product on the main stage. Yeah. Now I I Nina tripped a little bit, but like, did she really trip, or was it just no? Like she a really tripped. Shuffle. No. Did, oh, I mean, I think she just like. Overstepped her other foot, I think. Oh, okay, cool. Because but it wasn't like planned, if that's what you were asking. I know girls have fallen and they haven't shown it before. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I think they wanted to show this one probably because Nina's so perfect. Yeah. And yeah. she hadn't had any flaws. The vulnerability yeah. the judge exactly. was looking for. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, at that point, you know, like when Akasha fell, it was like, it's fine. We could just show that. How much? Um, oh, Chad fell. That was it. Yeah. Chad fell my season. Oh. And they didn't show it. And they didn't it. show it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, did, did you get all the MAC makeup you wanted? 
I did. So um, part of it. So fast forward. Obviously, I won. <laughs> oh my god! Spoiler. <laughs> no, Just sorry. Um, so this episode was is truly still like to my heart, and yeah. um, not because I became a guest sponsor, a guest um, spoke model, spokes model for Mac Viva Glam, and I got all the makeup in the world, but. Because I was, like I said, I was able to like release this huge weight off of my shoulders and be able to tell my parents. But the second best thing about that is getting all the makeup. So I, <laughs> I had the opportunity to go to New York and meet with like Mac executives and stuff like that. And then I went to this like studio that they had in Flatiron and they're like, oh, pick whatever you want. And I was like, okay. So I was like, I want that one. No, they're like, no, pick whatever you want. And I was like, can I get two sets of every brush? They're like, yeah, it's coming. <gasps> I was like, oh my God. Literally, oh. I have every, I still do. I have every single brush that Mac ever made twice times wow, two. Girl. Because I was like, you're if, smart. Yeah, if they said whatever you want. And then, um, I and then they gave me, first and then just give me two of everything. Yeah. And <laughs> then, um, I didn't actually get makeup, um, but I I got I got did for that day because I, you know, part of my prize was to be a spokesmodel for Mac Viva Glam, and I was donating twenty five thousand dollars um, to the Harvey Milk, no, not Harvey Milk. Oh, it is the Harvey Milk High School. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I should yeah. know that. I'm so bad. But <laughs> um, and I do I met I met the kids. I donated money. I had balloons. You know, wire image was there. It was like a whole publicity stunt. And then, um, but then I went home and that was it. And then I've never heard from Mac again. And so I was like, where's the <laughs> actual spokesmodel part? Like, where is my, my lipstick and my lip gloss? Where is my photo shoot? Like, you know what I mean? Like, but it was an honor anyway, but I still am waiting to be an actual guest spokesperson. But I think that was like the judge of it. Well, is the yeah. 10 year anniversary of that coming up? Because maybe they could make good on that. Yeah, maybe. Hey, man. Mac, are you listening? <laughs> I'm going to tell my friend Reagan. <laughs> Down. Um, I think that the judges loved uh, your commercial, obviously. BB's commercials. Nina, they said she looked like a man. Um, they didn't... On the runway, but not in her commercial. Yeah, they yeah. didn't love Rebecca's commercial. No. Or, or Jade's, which I found surprising. I thought Jade's was better than Chanel's. Right. I thought Chanel should have been in the bottom. For the yeah, I agree, actually. Like, uh, you know, we're all consumers. And so did Chanel. This... Chanel right. apparently thought it. Well, we're all consumers of this product, and I am a customer wa- who watches this show. And when yeah. I watched it, when the final fully edited version came out, and I watched it, I was like, oh, Chanel should have been in the bottom. Just because I'm just any other fan. Like, I have my opinions about whatever, and, I would, and when I see it, I say it, and it's like, she should have been on the bottom yeah. with Rebecca. I can tell why they didn't know, because Chanel was such a great reality TV archetype yeah, that course. they couldn't afford to lose her that early. They nope. could have afforded to lose Jade or Rebecca right. because they were both kind of like, you know, Rebecca annoyed people. Jade was just, Jade wasn't getting polarizing opinions from anybody. Right. And that's the worst thing you could do on reality TV is just mm-hmm. be like, okay. And you know? that's absolutely right. And I think now, 10 seasons later, I think why people create these characters. because people? they No, these people. <laughs> oh, Okay. I was like, wow. <laughs> you called me. No, just kidding. Um, so I think now they are um, developing these characters mm-hmm. before getting on the show so that they can have more of a dimension so that they'll stay longer. Mm-hmm. Where we literally were just ourselves. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. That, sometimes that's enough, though. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, would you say that uh, Jade is right in saying Rebecca is the fakest bitch she ever met in her life? I think at that moment, yeah. Jade think, did not like her. Yeah, Jade did not fight with her at Pulling all. Pulling no punches. I, absolutely not. And I think at that time, you know, they've made uh, they've since made up and they're friends. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't, uh, I don't talk to Rebecca. There's no group chat? No, no, no group chats. Um, but I'm still friendly with all of them. Um, but, um, you know, except for pork chop, but that's a different story. Are there any rumors? Are there any <laughs> wow! Rumors? I'm just kidding. Are there any rumors or conjecture that you would like to clear up from season one? Rumors? Um, not really, no. I, uh, you know, I got the good edit. I was likable. Apparently yeah. me coming out as HIV positive has helped my career because everyone thinks I just used it for that. Right. So I'm going to clear that up You're right now. You're not even paused, actually. It's yeah. just a lie. It's just a you lie. Just really like Red Glam was just... <laughs> yeah. That well, that's probably the most hurtful. But you know, no rumors. I think I pretty much. I mean, I went to. I was gonna say jail, but I didn't. I went to court. <laughs> court. Wow, that's court. crazy. Well, I think that you've enlightened us a lot Thanks. about um, the BTS. And, oh my god. And and the BT dubs of of everything. Where can we find you on the internet? Um, you can p- find me on Instagram. You can pound me on the internet Aww. and Instagram, Twitter. Um, Facebook, all under Angina. I'm, I'm trying to like launch, relaunch my website ten years later. Yeah. But um, how is um how is WordPress? What fuck off? <laughs> oh my god. I know that Willem has this thing about not using professional people to do your shit, so that if you have a WordPress fucking um website, she'll call you out. If you oh have um YouTube. Um, shows that are iMovies, she'll call you out. If you don't, oh, have, I get my life on you, iMovie. No, I know, Come on I now, know, iMovie's the best. Come if you don't now. have microphones that are as legit as these ones we're using, she'll call you out because she can tell if you're using a headphone as a microphone. Girl, but what anyway, um, yeah, she does. She calls all of them out. Well, but, um, I never do. Oh, oh please, you bitch, you do. <laughs> but um, no, not. I mean, you know, I, I'm happy to have been your source of tea for this yeah. episode even though there's not a lot of it but um sorry that i talked too much i was i've no, been told that I'm i talk so a lot glad that you are here and Thanks. um uh if they called you for all stars four would you do it yeah yeah about yeah. five yeah i will the thing is is this um i think that you know it's it's exciting to be a part of a new generation drag race fan and because i had just recently became a full-time drag queen i would love to be able to showcase how i've elevated my drag persona and career from season one because honestly it's like being season one you have a lot to prove right Mm -hmm. and you have more to prove than anyone else because no one watched a season so if you come back on all stars they're gonna be like who the fuck are you Right, And then you have to prove to them that you're worth being an all-stars and being there. And so that's kind of like the mentality that I have. Like, I want to be able to show people that I do have some talent (laughs) and I have elevated my drag some. And I think people want to know (laughs) how the fuck you glue those things to your head. Yeah, super glue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Okay. Okay. But there is a technique and a secret. I mean, you just put it on, you know, I actually have bald spots. For um, where the <laughs> follicles of hair has been ripped out completely. I didn't, I, did, I didn't know that you had hair, but your hairline is obviously. Insane. Oh no, I'm fully. I'm a fully hairy queen. I've just never right. seen that much growth on it. I guess where I see you in makeup, and do you cover that with foundation? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't. I can't grow out my hair. 
because the brand, the brand, right. the Anjana brand is bald. So <laughs> grow my beard. Oops, wait. I know. No, I'm actually going through laser therapy right now, removing yes. my facial hair. I'm wow. excited. Nice. Well, catch her at Prolays in Glendale. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, actually, it's Laser Away on Robertson Boulevard. Oh, <laughs> sponsored! <laughs> Thank you so much for coming and Thanks, sharing your story. Guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. All right, tune in next week for more Race Chaser. Or whenever you listen to the next, I don't know, right? Bye. Is it a weekly? Bye. Is it a weekly? <laughs> Race Chaser is not endorsed by World of Wonder, Viacom, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. RuPaul's Drag Race and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. So uh, this is a special uh, bonus clip because I don't want to stop talking to Angina because um, I can speak to you for hours. Thank you. And apparently I have, I talk a lot because um, <laughs> I did a panel on DragCon one time and I basically cut everyone off. Like I just cut you off. Oh, and were you more interesting than them? Well, I mean, like Merle was trying to say something <laughs> and she no was, more. I mean, Merle was trying to say something and she was saying it too slow. So I just interrupted and added my, my point of view. Yeah, no I love that. <laughs> I'm such so an asshole. What are your thoughts on All Stars? We we everyone had hoped you'd be on it. Well, um, think, All Stars three, right? Well, yeah. I'm actually very happy for being highly rumored to be on All Stars three because of that. I'm working. Cheers. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So you don't just have to be ca- like you don't have to be casted. You could be highly rumored and you'll get bookings. Yeah. But my thoughts on All here's the thing. Okay, on my end. Okay, here's people are not here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is purely my opinion. Um, one, I love that BB gets to be exposed again. True. And yes. no one ever said that a winner couldn't come back. Mm-hmm. But you already won. Yeah, why? Like, there, you know, give another bitch a chance, right? Like, yeah. I, I get why Rue did it. She explained why. And I'm just like, but she already won. She has the title, the crown, the money. Well, not the money, but you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like... Give the other bitches a crown who, like, are th- are really dying to be a part of All-Stars. Yeah. Wait, and then throw back to the group Viva Glams? Say it again. Never mind. I hate you. <laughs> I didn't hear it, but I know I'd hate her for it anyway. So, um, and then two, I, I know that no one, like, it's by invitation. The producers yes. will call you and be like, we would love for you to be an All-Stars, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm still waiting for, I mean, I got invited for All-Stars 1, but I said no because it was, timing was, I did, timing was bad. So oh, I said no. Okay. Wow, and um, and I'm glad I said no because I don't know if I would have played well as as a group member to another person. Right? My my um my final call from them was them saying we don't see you as having chemistry with the other girls or or uh, having any stakes. Oh wow, that was what they told me 40 hours before I was supposed to report after oh. I canceled three weeks worth of work in June <gasps> during Pride. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That sucks. And they didn't give a shit. They didn't give me no money. They didn't give me a little fee for Thanks oh. for buying all this shit. Well, for me, when I finally said no, like kind of a week and a half before they were finalizing everything, somebody from WOW like called me back and was like, we really, really bully. want you in it. That's what they did. It wasn't bully. I mean, I wanted to be in it because again, I wanted to be able to showcase my drag now versus then, but I wasn't the right time. So I said no, but I'm still waiting for my invitation for the later um, seasons. But the thing is when you're invited, 
It's such mm. an honor, right? It really is. It's great. Yeah. You want it. You know. Yeah. You know, who doesn't want to be, to have all that glory? So you get invited and then you get ready and then you go. And I don't think that you go and say, oh, I'm going to quit. On the third right. episode, I'm going to quit. On the fifth episode, when I'm doing so well, I'm going to quit. I, I fully believe no one that is invited and casted says that. But Adore yeah. quit and Ben quit. Yeah. And the thing about that is like, why? Why quit? Like, yes, I don't know why they quit. I, I, I've never had this conversation with Adore. I've never had this conversation with Ben. But just from watching it, I'm truly asking, questioning, and somewhat disappointed in seeing some of my favorites as a consumer of this product mm-hmm. quit the show. Yeah. Like, what if you had quit? Because you had that tantrum and you felt you felt like you failed and you yeah. were ready to go. What if you're just, oh, I'm so over yeah. it, and then just quit? Like, yeah. I would be really mad at you, too. I think yeah. the, the quitting, I, I get it because sometimes you sign up for something. And then I know when Adore got there, she, it was very just like, all of a sudden, this woman that she tours with, Michelle, is ripping her a new one. The narrative. It's, yeah, it's just like, why, why are we letting someone who's, you know, they say those who can't do judge... Um, or teacher, whatever. Like, I don't get why Michelle thought that she was in a position to judge a door anymore when they're peers, honestly. Yes, they're yes. peers. And Michelle is on a, on usually tours with drag queens, and it's there before the grace of gays goes she, you know? She's, but, she credits her whole career to gays, and she should. But it's a TV show, and her, yeah. her role on the TV show mm-hmm. is it's to a, be the critique girl. But they, and they, she was, I, I know she that was doing that. They showed stuff that was even harder that she said that went in, you know, I just yeah. don't think it was, um, I, I don't think she, I think if Adore thought of it, which I know I did a gig with her July 4th that year at parliament house. And she told me she was going to do it. And I was like, Oh wow. And then I found out that Alyssa found out a month after that, they gave some girls way more time to tell them that they were doing it. Wow. But the thing with Ben, I think he didn't want to, you know, it seemed like he didn't want to, play the game how they wanted him yep. to play it with sending people home, tarnishing his reputation. And then I don't, I just saw some tweet about Shangela going off about careful about Ben Dela Christ. I know the real tea and I'm not afraid to air out the house and blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. And, she, what? and then she tweet, but no, she tweeted and said that that was in favor of Ben. Actually. She's like, I don't oh. want you to think that I'm reading Ben. This is all just so I can help protect Ben. But what does she mean? Like, I don't know. All the house. We, you and I know what went on. It didn't, maybe she's saying, well, I no. don't, that's the thing. I don't know, but it's just like, you know, for me as a fan of the show, like Ben would be my winner. Ben would have taken the crown. She, she competed yeah. really, really well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I would have liked to see her go all the way. And I, I get it when the narrative is not into your favor and you don't completely 100% agree to it, then maybe best to remove yourself from it. But, but it's like, you knew, you knew knew what you were, you knew going into that, that you had to eliminate girls. You knew that Michelle Visage is going to be a bitch on TV. (laughs) She's not a bitch to you in person, but she's going to be a bitch on TV. Like you knew. So it's like, I don't know how, if ever I, if I was on all stars 24, if, how my emotions would be and how that would play a part in like, you know, yeah. being, being competitive and or whatever. So you're saying you're going to quit episode four. In- I mean, instead I'm, of no, I'm saying that I might tell another <laughs> lie to increase my booking fees and continue my work. work. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Busy queen. But, you know, from photo shoots to dance rehearsals. <laughs> 
such an asshole. Oh wow. my god. Oh my god. Race Chaser. Race Chaser is not endorsed by World of Wonder, Viacom, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. RuPaul's Drag Race and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Forever. Race Chaser with Alaska and Willem is a forever dog podcast. Dog. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Sound designed by Mike Malarkey. Our theme song is Race Chaser by Alaska Thunderfuck, which is available on iTunes. Or wherever fine music is sold. Can I talk to you about Los Culturistas? Sure, it's a podcast. It is, and it's one of the funniest pop culture podcasts that exists today. No, I actually know about this podcast because Bone Yang is really funny on Twitter, and I yes. follow him, and his co-host, Matt Rogers, is... They're basically like... They talk about all the stuff you would read about in Entertainment Weekly, all the stuff you want to know about, the stuff that happened before. It's like they're pop culture warriors. I did their live show in San Francisco at Clusterfest, and it was so much fun and really hilarious. And they have this segment called, I don't think so, honey. honey. I don't think so, honey. I love that. They do videos of it, too. I watched one on Facebook. Um, they've had esteemed guests like Alaska Thunderfook. I don't know how to say that. Um, right. Margaret Cho. French. Phoebe Robinson. Rachel Bloom and Time Magazine named it one of the 50 best podcasts to listen to right now and I don't not agree. Yes. So run, don't walk because Las Culturistas is on the Forever Dog Podcast Network just like we are. So subscribe today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm.